Hi, and welcome to the Making Our Way podcast. On today's episode, we, the spouses, take over on the Maker Marriage Conversation. Thanks for listening, and welcome to the episode. Hey, guys. It's good to be alive and see you this week. Yep. Glad you're feeling better. Finally. What have you guys been up to? Uh, I went and did some TIG welding last weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. so... I had somebody kind of mentioned to me that they were interested in a TIG welder. And I really didn't know the difference why, you know, I have a MIG welder. Why, so I can weld. Why do I need anything else? But uh, I went, gave it a try and I really, really liked it a lot. Um, I don't know, you know, how many of our listeners have done any welding or, or multiple types of welding. And I am no expert, but pros and cons. Uh, pro was, it's just so much cleaner. Like I sat at a table, there wasn't, you know, grinding dust everywhere. There wasn't, you know, it was just cleaner. Now I had to have the metal was clean before I started. And I like that if I had a bad weld, I could just go back over it. So if I, if I had oh. a really ugly weld, I could just go remelt the puddle and do it again. And so Using I really, just really the like that torch or just the torch. Yeah. Um, oh. but, uh, the torch gets really hot. So there's obviously a cycle life that, you know, you're holding the torch and it's kind of exhausting, you know, staying in a position and then it's a lot more intricate than MIG because MIG, you just pull the trigger. Um, whereas this, you've got your filler rod in one hand, torch in the other hand, and you're using a foot pedal to adjust you know, the intensity of, of the electricity that you're using. Um, and your your material had to be really clean. And I did not like that when the tungsten, if you accidentally dipped your tungsten, then you'd have to stop and regrind it. Uh, right. I did not like that at all. Uh, that was the most frustrating part. And it was much, much slower than MIG welding. And then also I had one part. So the, the metal I brought had a cut on it and the cut just sucked up a bunch of heat and fell off. Um, MIG welder, I could have just backfilled that hole, but TIG, you couldn't build it back up. It just didn't work like that. Uh, but on, on the whole, I, I really liked it. I think I'm going to get, I think I'm going to get one uh, just to do <laughs> little things. It can do much smaller stuff, more, much more intricate oh. stuff. So what I'm doing that actually could be very beneficial versus a wire fed gun where it's just constantly spitting wire into uh, into the weld. Now, that's very useful when you're just trying to stick some stuff together and um, then you have to go out and grind. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to look into it, different machines and see if I can get me one. Yeah, you can also do like super thin stuff because you can control the warping by how much heat you're pumping into it. Yeah. You know, you can do there's a lot of stuff you can braze with it you know you can do like brass and yeah and it, it can do aluminum oh, wow. um if you just change you know the polarity and stuff so i know i could get an aluminum gun with my machine but uh i don't know this is um this is interesting it was a lot of fun i did at my father-in-law's and um it was nice because i went on a sunday so he was the only one there he gave me some instruction and then left me alone Whereas oh, nice. normally when I go over there, all the brothers are there and they all want to come talk to me and it takes me three times longer to do anything. And all three so, of them are like, let me show you how I TIG. So <laughs> this was one thing that was funny. Uh, my father-in-law is very humble about, you know, he's self-taught on a lot of things. So he doesn't lord over you and tell you what you're doing wrong, but he will come like, hey, you need to come from this angle with the gun or you need to do this. Uh, but he's very... Uh, just old man. I mean, the first thing I do is turn the radio on anytime I walk into the shop and he is just project focused and he doesn't, you know, I have everything in a space. He's everything's thrown in a drawer. It's not organized or whatever, but I'm welding and the radio comes on and I was like, oh, wow, he turned the radio on. We're going to jam out a little bit, but no, he didn't. 
the frequency from the machine, it sends out such a high frequency. It's kind of like a wide bandwidth of RF remotes. And it turned the radio on that was on the wall, you know, 10 feet away. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And as soon as I finished the weld, I was like, oh, how nice, you know, listen to music. And he was already walking over there to turn the radio off. <laughs> I'm like, he could have just left it playing, man. But that's not how he rolls. So see, uh, I think part of that might be him being a machinist because like I'm listening to the machine, right? So like a lot of times I can't have music playing because I'm I'm trying to hear what's happening with the cut, right? Yeah. Especially if I'm doing something like where I can't see it, like a like an internal bore or something. I'm listening to see what's happening, you know. But if I'm doing quick work, I'll throw the, the tunes on. But that's gotta be and speaking of hearing, I think that was my favorite thing about the TIG welding over the MIG was hearing the electric arc. Like it was very, to me, therapeutic hearing that hum from the, that like light crackle and hum of the, you know, of the tungsten arcing into the steel. Uh, I, I enjoyed the sound of it. That's cool. What's, uh, is That's he a Miller guy? Uh, so no, he's a Lincoln guy, but okay. he, he bought me a Miller. My MIG is a Miller that he bought me and he has Miller machines as well, but I was looking, all his most recent machines are all Lincolns. Interesting. So the machine I was on was a Lincoln. And it was a uh, ACDC? Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. You can get was, a DC TIG cheap. It was a pretty big one. And a lot of the stuff in their shop is really, really old. And so I was like, yeah, well, how old is this? It looks, and he was like, oh, I bought it two years ago. Um, but it was on wheels. It wasn't mobile. It was mobile in the area you were in, but you could you need a forklift to pick it up. Oh, gigantic. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was huge. I uh, I do know, too, that you feel it when you forget to put the ground on and you just you, <laughs> you are the ground. ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. Well, I guess today's going to be uh, it's going to be the um, welding episode then today, because, yeah, that's what I was working on all with all day today. We're actually recording on Saturday, which is very unusual for us. But um, so three years ago. I made a tray that uh, barnwood and epoxy and my plan three years ago was to build a frame for it so that it could be on my um, I've got a sectional sofa, and, you know, like the person, whoever is sitting like in the mid in the middle of the of the bend, there's no place to put your cup or your snacks or anything. So the plan was to make one of those kind of like C shaped. Um, frames and then put that little tray on it and so finally today three years later i actually got it made now i ran my uh welder is a flux core uh mig welder so i of course ran out of of uh of the wire because you know that's how actually, we do things yep. and uh i got it i got it mostly done i just need to like add more to my welds so i can grind off more smoothly <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah i i we need to run to the store in the morning to get some more and um so i can go ahead and finish that but so i don't know if your welder is capable of this but home depot actually if you're going to go to home depot to get your wire mm -hmm. they sell a big roll of flux core that's you know it's not one of the real small ones right just pony it up and stick yeah. it in there like because well, flux core is not gonna like corrode or anything like it's oh, protected okay. 
right? So, um, or, you know, protected enough because it's flux core. Like it doesn't right. matter. It's going to weld. Um, you wouldn't want other wires sitting around forever if you can help it. But that for that one, by the, by, and then it, it won't run out for a long time. So. Yeah, I, we looked um, Lowe's is quite a bit closer for us. We've got a couple different Lowe's within a half hour, 40 minute drive. Um, Home Depot is more like an hour plus. Yeah. So but they had a 10 pound spool yeah, as opposed it. to the one pound or whatever that they had. So um, so that was our plan. But, yeah, it was like one hundred and seven dollars oh, yeah. for one spool. And I was like, dear Jesus. But um, but, you know, I really enjoyed it. I. I needed, you know, there's a ton to learn even. And Marvin's like, well, you know, considering the equipment you're working with, it's not going to be beautiful. You're going to have to like work it to make it acceptable. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, yeah. that's that's not what it's about. Like the first one, that's not yeah. what it's about. It's about putting yeah. in reps, you know? Yeah. And that's you what know, I tell myself every time I weld. <laughs> I'm like, this one doesn't <laughs> matter. It's about putting in reps. <laughs> Yeah, well, Marvin was even like, he's like, well, if you put like barnwood on the front or whatever, I was like, no, no, no. I want the metal frame to show this is a, a metal project. You know, I mean that I'm I'm very proud of it. And I know it's kind of silly, but when I um I put it in place, you know, on the couch and it stood and it was in and I almost got like a little teary-eyed because I was like, this is you know, it like opens up another you know, like another sure. door to the maker maze or whatever. And I was just like, oh my gosh, well, I did something new. Metal can hold so much more. Like when you get to, I need something small. Metal is so much more rigid than wood. You know, you can get a half inch piece of metal plate and it's as strong as a two by four. Yeah. Um, so uh, it definitely opens up more avenues to have uh, a different look and aesthetic to things. You said you were going to do the rust-oleum hammered paint on it. That's what I think I'm going to try. Yeah, yeah that's a, if I could find it. At that's the a store. new metal worker's best friend. Yeah, yep. and a can of Bondo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marvin had mentioned that, and I'm like, no, no, I'm okay do with it. slick it uh, out. But I don't know. Dries fast. Is that sands cheating? Quick. Is that no. cheating though? No, no. you're. You want, you want to know what's cheating? Using textured spray paint. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> so if you're well, gonna do I like, that, I like throw textured the on there. spray paint. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like that anyway. But what do you got there, Austin? Um, so I finished up a bunch of my malls. Uh, I'm I'm like just getting ready to release to the public that I am gonna make these for sale. Um, and I've been doing a ton of the ferric chloride acid etch brass to make logos oh, and yeah. things. Uh-huh. That's been interesting to learn. So, um. The first one I did, I did for Griffin, Griff, mm-hmm. and it was like flawless. Like I pulled it out of the acid. I'm like, oh my God, this looks insane. Like it's so good. And then every one I did after that, I just had issues with. And I'm like, what oh. is going on? I'm doing the same amount of time, same acid. Like it wasn't the same mm. acid. It was the same bottle, but I was, and I was pouring new in the cup each time. Cause oh, yeah. you know, it can deteriorate and it's not as aggressive, you know? So I was trying to eliminate variables. And then finally I, I messaged Lindsay creative and I was like, what am I, you know, cause she does all kinds of like acid etch stuff. I was like, what am I doing wrong? And she's like, Oh, just like everything. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. She was super helpful and not mean at all. But um, I like to paint her in that light where she's mean to me, but no, <laughs> uh, we she know was like, better. Yeah. We know know. Better. And she's like, here's how you can, you know, eliminate some of your issues you're having. So I was putting 
the first one I did, I dropped it all the way to the bottom of the cup. So it was kind of face down and flat. Oh yeah. And um, the other ones I read online where they're like, if you want it to etch faster, you hang it in, like floating in the solution. And when I did that, it kind of cocked them like sideways a little bit. And she was like, yeah. So when you do that, the acid will eat and then it like follows like it kind of runs the the what it's eating down at an angle and she's like and the acid's gonna follow that so you're gonna get all these like it almost looks like erosion marks yeah wrinkles interesting yeah and so that was that was the biggest issue i was having and then um from there i i I was able to get it satisfactory i started just doing it doing it flat on the bottom again and it still wasn't perfect. I'm still tweaking. Um, I realized more than ever that I want a fiber laser. <laughs> just, just I'm like, I just want it clean. I just want it clean, you know? So on that, I got two new lenses for my fiber laser, and I just did a brass. It was actually the Country Bear. I had his file already, and I haven't mailed this branding iron yet. So I was like, let me do it again with this new 70-millimeter lens instead of the 200-millimeter lens. And the contrast is unbelievable to get black black on brass it's unbelievable it's not etching any deeper which was what i was really hoping for but um it's definitely showing a difference in the different lenses huh okay that's cool yeah so you think to get deeper you just have to go up in the wattage is that what it's got to be i mean i have a 50 watt and i'm running it at like 80 percent power but you would think over time it would just continue to eat down but it's almost like it reaches a point of saturation and it doesn't Hmm. go any further i don't know yeah weird today's episode valentine's day episode our guests are the maker spouses and to kick things off i thought i would hit a hot topic has to be for any maker spouse uh with my wife Kristen. what's it like living with my maker mess um it actually doesn't bother me uh i'm kind of a messy person too so I have stuff everywhere. Like I'm very organized at work, not organized at home. So the mess doesn't bother me. And I grew up with a dad that always had projects. So <laughs> there was like always a half-built car. There was always like something weird going on. Like we had a milling machine and a lathe in the backyard in the workshop. So, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, it feels normal to me, I guess. Like where other people maybe not. <laughs> I always did say that, like, I get away with my sins because she grew up experiencing them. There you go. Yeah, like, mm. my dad was, if it didn't behoove him, he wasn't interested. Like, it didn't matter what my mom wanted. He was like, oh, I'm going to buy this milling machine. I don't really care. <laughs> I make the money, so I'm doing it. <laughs> so, Marvin, what are your thoughts with me uh, regarding my maker mess? Your maker mess? You're probably actually less messy than I am. You, uh, You've got the camera in mind where I'm just want to get it done yeah. a lot of times. So uh, the well, except for up here. Well, we're not talking about in the house. We're only talking oh. about the shop. <laughs> we're not talking about housekeeping skills. We're no. talking about shop. I'm looking at the cricket and the, and oh, the yeah. leather working. And that's okay. true. That so, is up here in this room. <laughs> to poke the bear a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, out in the shop, you've got the camera in mind and and I'm and I'm just blowing and going through yeah i mean that's for us i'm the clean one of the our relationship (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyone who knows austin knows that is not true (laughs) 
I'm definitely the type A cleanly one. So messes really bother me and give me anxiety. So thankfully, the majority of his messes are out in his workshop and, and outside and he keeps them away from me. And that's how we make it work. But he does have an office space and that I kind of have to just keep the door closed so I don't see any of that. Uh, it panics me a little bit. <laughs> I know. And bring the, the pen kits in and make them while he's watching TV with you and leave them scattered all around. Uh, no, but he he packs and ships everything from his office, so um, it does get a little cluttered from time to time. Mostly this is the video game playing room, too, so uh, that's uh, that's pretty much what is everywhere in here. And the kids hang out in here with him, so that's okay. It's their space. It's the man cave. The man cave. There you go. Okay. The rest no of the house is mine. <laughs> <laughs> You guys think she's exaggerating. She literally only lets me put stuff in this room. So, <laughs> Well, that's not true because you try, you try to put stuff in the rest of the house, but I pick it up and throw it into this room. That's a good approach. That's that the way the shop approach. is. Christy's half is 75% of the shop and my half is 25% of the shop. So. For now, y'all just built it. It'll be 85, 15 pretty soon and then 90, 10. Yep. I'll slowly be taking over his side. Speaking of the house, um, there's some positives to living with a maker. Uh, Kristen, what's it like living with somebody who can fix all the broken stuff? That is very nice. Okay, not having to call a repairman is awesome. Uh, I can think of a number of times where something is broken. Um, of course, on a Saturday when you would have to call somebody and they would charge you extra. And it it may not be fun, but we figure out how to fix it. And it may not always be technically correct but it works <laughs> i think of the dry the was it the washer machine or the dryer that dean like lived over and almost died over trying to fix what was that a while back no, it might be thought it was the washing machine leaking was, that was the sewer, was sewer. Yeah, that was all the sewer yeah. oh. so what it was was there was a sewer uh line in the garage that they had capped and the 70 year old cap finally gave way and sewer water was backing up into the garage but then again you know not having to fix it the right way i was able to just i think i put a piece of plate and then um construction adhesive around it and then just resealed it that way <laughs> um, you know i didn't need a, i didn't pull a permit for that for sure <laughs> come on wait we, we also had one the uh dishwasher was backing up and i had taken the dishwasher apart because i was frustrated and then he came home to the dishwasher in pieces <laughs> and then he figured out that it wasn't the dishwasher. It was actually the like, drain pipe into the wall had broken and the garbage disposal was broken. And he had to do a whole bunch of creative plumbing. That's another one not to code. <laughs> but it works. Yeah. All right, Marvin. So what is it like having a wife who is handy around the house also? Well, that's that's actually pretty nice because... Uh... We generally tackle those things together. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're you're laying down and I'm telling you what to do, or I'm laying down and you're telling me what to do. So I don't, it's, that's what we meant. We're talking about, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I have actually learned a lot from Marvin with regard to you know changing out light fixtures or just you know all of those random things. So actually, in this case, he's more of the handyman than I am. Um, so I've tried to like learn and be able to do, cause some of the things, like I said, with the light pictures, I never would have 
ever done that on my own. But now I'm like, you know, when we, by the time we got done doing the shop, I'm like, I can change out plugins. I can change out light fixtures, any of that kind of stuff. I remember Christy's old shop, you know, most people are scared to death of electricity and uh, Christy was no exception there. And she had a plug that went bad or we needed to plug something in or, or, or something I had to switch out a, a light plug that was actually in the ceiling. And she was like, nope, it's my shop. I'm going to do it. Talk me through it. And uh, she got it done. I think she uh, wore about a quarter of her teeth down. <laughs> yeah. In it was the very process, simple. but uh, she got it done. Electricity is actually pretty simple. What's scary is, is it can kill you. So <laughs> I don't want to ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like having somebody that can fix stuff for you? <laughs> eventually. Well, fix stuff eventually. <laughs> I mean, that's great, obviously, to have around. And it's not just you either. Your dad, who, of course, lives right next to us, is very handy, too. And you learned a lot from him and from your uncle and other family members. So that's actually really wonderful, having lots of people around who can help fix things and saves us a lot of money, a lot of time. And in our case, we actually, when we bought our first house together, we fully renovated it. I mean, gutted the entire house and spent a couple of years building the house exactly the way we wanted it. So that's something I had always wanted to do. And because of his skills and the ones we kind of picked up along the way, I got to make that dream a reality and had a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, but think we we all learned a lot along the way and now it's been you know 11 years or whatever it's been since we did wow. that so now it's to the point where everything needs to be renovated again and things are constantly breaking and we're always <laughs> fixing something and then we have two wild boys running around breaking everything so it really comes in handy having a maker at home <laughs> yeah, and he can wrestle snakes under the house so true because i'm not going under there <laughs> i hear you there yes. <laughs> so in our house i think for the most part you know we don't have a bunch of live laugh love signs that i've built inside you know we go to marshall's like everybody else but i wanted to ask you you know what are some things that maybe have started out in the shop that find their way inside that you're glad you have all the tables that you've made like we have two um coffee tables that dean made in our living room that are really nice and then we have a table outside under the mailbox that i really like um, I think my favorite thing you've done at this house, though, that I would have never done was just make the garage nicer mm. because we moved in. And I mean, it was just an old garage in like a 70 year old house. And so he like painted it, put all these shelves in and storage. And I was like, this is such a waste. And then now it's really nice that we have all this stuff stored in there. So I think that. But at our first house, um, we did a lot of renovations at it. And the bathroom was probably my favorite. Well, you did the bathroom yourself. It was a team effort. I did all the tiling, which was like 1,200 tiles. Oh, wow. <laughs> By hand, level on each one to make sure they were level in the tub, everything, all the way around. Wow. The, the best part about that and, and you know, to show how the maker bug wears off, she started off sanding all the cabinet doors and they were slatted doors. So what oh, was that geez. experience like sanding the doors for those? That took a lot of effort, but we were also broke. And the bathroom was pastel pink and green. And it was mm. terrible. And I was like, well, if at least I paint it brown or like a darker color, maybe the pink won't be so noticeable. And we had no money. So I was like, well, I'll just I'm at home all day. I'll scrape this paint off and sand it. And I'm sure it was lead paint. And I was young and not <laughs> smart. Um, but 
Yeah. And then you came home with an overtime check and you were like, all right, redoing the bathroom. I was going to say, what, <laughs> what ended up happening all that stuff you sanded? We just threw it away. Oh. But mm. I got to demolish it. I got to hit it with a sledgehammer. So that was Oh, fun. there you go. <laughs> that makes it worth it. <laughs> My projects that are your favorites. Um, the, well, the wedding project, uh, the, oh. the Intarsia puzzle that you made, uh, that absolutely everybody fell in love with. Yeah. Uh, I think your, your coffee table that you've made is, is really cool. I mean, you say, well, that's rickety and this, that, and that. well, <laughs> it looks great. And the way you hid the screws with the coins and, pieces, yeah, yeah. and I mean, I, I love it. We, we use it every day. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, the projects make it in the house a lot. And <laughs> but we're gradually moving moving to out to the shop. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Dollface? Well, obviously, my number one favorite project you've ever done that's made it into the house is the dining room table. Yeah. I waited for years for a table like that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks just like the ones that I always imagined that I loved from, you know, Pottery Barn or Restoration Hardware, the nice wood tabletop with the steel legs. And I absolutely love it. So that's definitely my favorite. But you've done some decorative, the um, the piece on the wall in the living room is with the blocks, all the different like dimensional blocks. It's really cool. I'm, I had never seen anything like that before. And then he's made some some wood bowls and like a wood trough that goes on our dining room table that mm -hmm. I used to decorate with. And I love all that stuff. I mean, I get that as birthday presents, you know, Mother's Day presents, and I always enjoy it. Yeah. How Those many cutting good. boards have you ended up with? Surprisingly none. Not a woodworker. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple. And I had to ask for one multi like for a while. Like I have like the first one that was your prototype. And then you started making them thicker and those are way better, but I still like mine. But then I wanted a small one because you made all these little ones for people to like cut an apple up or a lemon for like a cocktail. And I kept asking and you were like, oh, yeah, I'll get to it. Oh, yeah, I'll get to it. But then I bartender, got it. Bartender boards. <laughs> yeah, poor thing. I'll make stuff. She'll like, I want that. I'm like, sorry, this is for a client. <laughs> you know, you can't, you know, I can't get this for you. And then like two years later, I go, oh, remember that thing you like? Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right. So what's something that I've done or I've tried to do in the house that you just shake your head at and it's like, OK, this is too much. The bar. Because all I asked for were bookshelves. It's, it's nice, but it's not what I asked for. You have to do what the client asked for. <laughs> Wait, OK, let me ask it. Are there you shelves? There are shelves. Do the and shelves I, have books on them? Mostly bourbon. But also some books, right? Yes. OK, so there's bookshelves. So what I did is I made the shelves so deep that they could have books with bourbon in front of them or books with bourbon behind them. You would have made a great lawyer. Loopholes. <laughs> well, tell them to get rid of some skill saws and he stores bourbon there. <laughs> yeah, right behind you. <laughs> All right, Jimmy DeResta. Yeah. All right, Marvin, what drives you nuts about it? Either projects or habits? I think not as much as before it was 11 projects in at various stages of mm -hmm. of of work or you got frustrated with one and stuck it on a shelf somewhere and yeah. you know we all do that to an extent but 
you don't, you haven't, of course, we've been so focused on the shop here. It's not, not as much. And, and uh, with more emphasis on content now, you're, you're kind of singular on your projects. But uh, yeah, before that was like, man, you got 11 projects going on here. Which one are we going to work on today? (laughs) But if they got me irritated, I needed to just not think about them and move on, you know, move on to the nether one. (laughs) All right. So I don't want to ask this question either. (laughs) 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 What what are the things that irritate you about me? (laughs) Well, only makers stop. Only makers <laughs> stop. We don't have only a new list is longer. Huh? It's only a 20 minute segment. We don't. <laughs> I don't I don't think there's much maker wise that irritates me about you. I mean, you you are kind of the type who will start a project and then like you're like a little squirrel, like, oh, let me go, let me go try this other thing now, and then this thing over here, and then you have stuff everywhere and nothing ever gets completed. All right. What else, guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a thing for sure. I get it. I guess the one that I fretted over as much as you was the making of the corner cabinet for oh, your brother. Yeah. And I'm like, we got to get this done. We got we got panels on the kitchen table. We got hardware in the living room. We got stuff out in the shop and it's cold and we need to get this done. <laughs> yeah, that one was just such a huge undertaking. And I don't know that it was that much of an undertaking as much as it was such an, a bigger project than anything I'd ever done. And I was so worried about it. And I guess just over time, I've gotten better realizing that if I jack it up, I could just replace that part or redo whatever, you know. So that was a lot of self-inflicted stress. Uh, that I put on myself. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Um, I was just going to say, I do like how creative you are because I am not a creative person. And so even though things are unfinished, you have all this creative energy and all these ideas and it's something I wish I had because I just don't think like that. I'm very black and white, very, very linear. You know, it's either, it's either, or there's no. It's funny. Cause if you only know me on Instagram, I don't come across super creative because I'm so worried about like cancel culture or saying something wrong or getting fired. So everything <laughs> is just, this is it. Like I don't go and we're going grocery shopping and I'm singing a song and dance. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting ready for karaoke. Like I need to have my choreography <laughs> ready for karaoke. And she's like, you're just absolutely ridiculous. And then I think the next video I posted, I was just like, here, I'm cutting this. And that's the end of it. <laughs> Now you need to put more of your personality out there, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I know I'm not going to dance on their TV either, or on the screen either, but I do think it's funny when I try to do something though. Like I had this, um, Astro sweater that I didn't wear that much. And I was like, I really wanted the cardigan, but the cardigan, like the Kate Upton had was super expensive. And so I bought like the cheaper, just pullover sweater. And I was like, I'm going to cut this sweater and I'm going to sew it and make it into a cardigan. And he was like, it's never going to work. That's so stupid. That's never going to work. And I was like, I just want to try. And he was like, it's dumb. You're going to ruin this sweater. (laughs) And so finally, I was like, can I please just use a sewing machine? And so he gets the sewing machine out and he was like watching me out the corner of his eye. And he's like, this this is terrible. And I was like, just go away. And then I finished and he was like, this is really good. (laughs) She gets gets compliments on it all the time. And in my mind, I'm like, this is not going to work. 
you're going to lose the middle inch of the sweater. It's not going to match. You're going to be furious, but it worked out great. I think Austin has perhaps a little too much personality in what he puts <laughs> out to the world. <laughs> Sometimes I watch some of his videos and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm really married to him. <laughs> what if our family sees this? <laughs> That's those TikToks. <laughs> Sometimes I think he was meant more for my family than me. Like my dad and my uncles, like my uncle's nuts. And I'm like, they're, they're right there with each other. Just different spectrums, but like both crazy. (laughs) It's a good thing. I'm five, five and not six, two, like her uncle. Well, Christy's incredibly creative. And what I love is she's not afraid to take on something new. I mean, she's out there welding today and, and grinding and you know she looked like she'd been working in the coal mines you know by the time she she was done the next project might be epoxy and the next project i mean we're about to get into cnc and all that so you know it, it you're not afraid to to try something and and then dive in on what you love i mean that that person you made with the walnut ends that you get incredible comments on everywhere we go you know you just pop that one out. I mean, that was a not even a weekend project. And yeah, that was a quick one. And you know, I love that about you. That's how Austin's always been too. I think ever since I met him, he's kind of the type that just if he doesn't know how to do something, he'll maybe watch a quick YouTube video or something or read a book about it. And then suddenly before you know it, he's an expert. I mean, it was just that way when he was learning to build surfboards. You know, when I met him, he was 19 and I was 17 and he was just making surfboards in his parents' garage. And then suddenly he was known to all surfboard builders around the world, you know, within a few short years of him starting. So I find that extremely impressive. I don't have attractive. (laughs) Yes, very attractive. So while we're being nice to each other and and saying how much we appreciate each other's talents what's something that you have on your wish list for your maker spouse to maybe take care of in the future a nice back patio oh like I, I have a paver project i'm doing but i want the back patio to be nice that's a good one so how many barbecue pits should be on a patio not five <laughs> Six. Less than five. <laughs> Two acceptable, not five. I know that's part of our problem. Well, you're in Houston, so you have to screen in that portion of it to keep the mosquitoes and the flies out. So I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah, she might she might be on to something. We might need to spend some money this year on uh, outdoor living for sure. And a screen would be nice. Well, you will have to pull a permit. So <laughs> only if they catch me. <laughs> they've got balloons and satellites now so yes the Chinese. <laughs> all right marvin so what what would you like for me to do around here maker related or build or fix or replace the table saw that <laughs> the, the dewalt construction saw just cringes me and it, it's one of those deals where if you know hey let's get a really good table saw kind of like the uh the miter saw you don't know what you, you're missing yeah. to you know to you actually use a good one and, yeah it's true and uh i think you'd you'd be a lot happier with a with a good saw that's probably true 
What about you, babe? What kind of table saw do you want? (laughs) (laughs) I think you know everything that's on my list of things that need to get done around the house. But something more maker related, though, I would say is it would be really nice to have some tables like a coffee table in the living room that kind of matches that dining room table that I waited years to get. Woodworking. More woodworking projects sound like. If you're building a coffee table, you're not building stairs. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the banister you were talking about, the metal banister. Oh, yes, that too. I have a lot of things on my list. It's hard to keep track of it all. <laughs> we have the opposite problem. She actually reins me in a lot because I want uh, I want a fireplace. And so I want to build out the living room wall to put a fireplace, <laughs> move the TV. You hear her excel. Yeah, her reaction. You only need it two days a year. When she was talking about the garage earlier, I did that when she was out of town. Like I wait for her to leave, and that's when I'm like, "All right, pull all this shit out. We're going to town." And uh, mm-hmm. I pulled everything out the garage, redid all the sheetrock, sprayed it, painted it, and she came home and was like, "Oh, we're doing garage renovations." I see. <laughs> you also did that when we lived in Louisiana. I came home and we had um, stairs that would go to the attic, but there wasn't really a second floor. And underneath the stairs, I came home and there was a saw coming out of the wall dust everywhere and he was like i'm putting in beer fridges in a bar and i was like oh okay i went to work today there was a there was a scratch and dent beer fridge at lowe's i had to have it i I, I do want to get the kegerator out to the shop so oh yeah we do need to move one of the refrigerators needs to get moved out to uh the shop because they're all occupying the garage and it holds three five gallon kegs so well, it'll also, in the shop. it'll also hold some water. But what what is it that you want us to do as far? Because I don't want just a plain oh, old refrigerator out there. Just steampunk it, you know, yeah. make it look cool. So we'll see. Well, if you're going to do kegerator, you have to get a saw style. <laughs> I, I'm actually the cheapest person probably in this room. Well, in this call, get a saw stop. It's worth the extra money. Yeah, she's the one that talked me into buying the saw stop. I was going to get the jet. She talked me into getting the saw stop. Two years later, I put my hand in that saw blade. Yeah. He would be a safety man with nine fingers. Which is <laughs> typical, but I still have all ten. See? <laughs> yeah. Jamie just said, we have really good insurance, so get the cheap saw. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. funny, whenever I was growing up, those um, I took pitching lessons, and one of the guys, the older gentleman that was one of the instructors he was teaching me a curveball and um i kept like the way like he was gripping the ball i was like i don't understand like are you tucking your knuckle like what what are you doing and he's like no i just don't have that finger and like (laughs) 11 year old me was like oh (laughs) (laughs) that is why you were scarred as an 11 year old well speaking of uh scarring our spouses i just want to say Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I know this is more my thing than yours. It just says how much you love me. So thank you very much. (laughs) It was fun. Yeah, well, Marvin's always anxious to come on the show. So he was excited to say whenever I told him, yes, we we definitely uh, want to have all you guys on. So she'll she'll say, well, we had a guest bell on us this week. I'm like, well, I'll I'll substitute for you. I'll I'll get on there and embarrass you. Well, one day he's like, well, I'll just stand in for you. I'm like, I'm home. Why would I not go to the podcast (laughs) myself? So there's that. (laughs) So, yes, thank you, honey.
<laughs> Thanks for coming on, babe. <laughs> I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> hey, I went easy on you. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm these... still waiting. Y'all all did. I thought it was going to be. There's wood all over the damn place. Termites are coming in the house. Could you stack sheet metal in more places? No, because I'm guilty of stuff too. Like we don't have a dining room table because it just collects stuff and we don't really have a right. dining room. But for a while we had a dining room table that had half car parts on it and half bike parts. Like I'm just as bad as he is. So I got rid of the dining room table. <laughs> well, that saves you there. <laughs> I think so. The key that I do because Jamie doesn't go in the woods, so any of my mess, I just tuck it in the woods and she'll never see it. <laughs> Back there by the graveyard. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. why you're getting sick all the time. You're bringing all that fungus in from the woods. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> all right, we want to take a minute to thank the folks all over on Patreon that are helping support us. And uh, if anyone would like to join, just go on over there to uh, patreon.com slash making our way podcast. We have additional content each week for Patreon only listeners. We'll send you out a sticker pack from us as well. All right. Top tier Marion War from Created Ward Gallery, Vincent Ferrari from Digitally Creative, Justin from Bear Make It, Scott Orm, Dad It Yourself, Matthew from Artigino Sorio, and Marcel Este. Middle tier, we've got Tody Langer from Langerworks, Brendan McDonough from McDonough Design, Susan DePlantis from Hearth and Garden Art, and Stephanie Tadio. First tier, we've got Jacob from Grip and Makes, Keith Drennan from Blackthorn Concepts, Jacob from Other Dog Design, Eric from Overall Makerworks, Jeff Stein, a weird guy, Dave Bauer from Dave Bauer Art, Caitlin Landrino from Kate's Casino, Morley Kurt, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, The Grant Alexander, Jen Griffin from The Black Sheep, Brian from Moonshine Leatherworks, Makeshift Podcast, Maritime Knife Supply, Just Might DIY, where we got Jay-Z and D, Henry at HT1 Metalworks, Brad Harrison from Brad's Customs, uh, Steve Delaney from One Old School Pirate, and then Kelsey Watson. Thanks a bunch, folks. What I would like to talk about here in the last segment is something that I know the answer to this question when it comes to us three, but I think our audience would like to know how you handle being in a relationship and spending time in the shop. Because by the nature of it, if you're out working on a machine, you're not watching a movie or cooking dinner or spending time together. So in my world, my wife runs, and that's how I kind of come to terms with it. You know, if she's okay going for a three-hour run, then I'm okay coming back here for a couple hours. And it's usually at night. Um, or, you know, if she needs something, I, I'm right out here. But there are times where I'm like, okay, this is my thing. This is my run. I'm going outside and I'm going to spend a few hours in the shop. And it may be doing nothing. It may be doing something. Uh, but this is what I'm going to do. And I'm just curious to hear y'all say, and I'm sure our audience is curious, you know, how do you balance that having a family and, you know, shop time and working on projects and being in a relationship? Christy? Um, like. I came about in the uh, making and the maker community as my kids were going off to college, or at least they were very old. They were older and more independent. Um, so I find myself having more time on my hands and I had just gotten divorced. So time really wasn't an issue for me at the beginning of, of that. And, you know, just balancing tools and space and, 
because it was all my space. I didn't have to think about anybody else really because um, if I didn't want, if I wanted, if I needed something put in the garage or take over the garage, I would do that because I would just park outside. Um, so I think my timing is very different than most of our listeners. And I know for you guys too, um, but then, you know, enter Marvin into the story and he, he became very much a compliment to what I was trying to learn. And as I was learning and then, and he was learning certain areas too. So then we found that we were doing a lot of things together. Um, and then of course, whenever we moved here and built the shop that has just occupied so much of our time over the last mm-hmm. year and a half. But now finally we're at the point where we have time to do our hobbies, you know? So like for me today, I was in the shop pretty much all day, you know, after, after getting up this morning and watching a little TV with him. Um, but I know that like, there's a lot of times where I'm like, Oh, I need to go out and do this on or I need to prep these socials or I need to do this that or the other. But then I'm like, I would rather just like sit down here and watch TV with Marvin. So I'm finding myself a little more of an internal struggle um, trying to find that balance now kind of later in the line, um, because now I have so many more things that I want to do as well as spend time and stuff with him. So I don't know that I have the right answer. and I know my situation is probably a lot different than than everybody else, but thankfully we do do Barbara and I do do a lot of projects together, so that kind of gives us that extra time together as well. Yeah, that makes sense. For, so for me, it um, you know I just married right. I married a girl who doesn't <laughs> want anything to fucking do with me. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's the key. Yeah, she's. I walk in the room and she's like, "Do you need something?" I'm like, "All right, I'll see you later." <laughs> Um, but for me, so it's different because I'm full time, right? right? So true. if I'm like, Hey, I need to go to the shop. She's like, Oh, he's got to work. Little does she know I'm out there making TikToks, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm out there making a fool of myself. Um, but that's work now. T- technically it's work. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just different for us. And what, what, Chrissy is a, technically still a newlywed. Yeah. That's a different scenario than like, uh, we're this is this is my 21st year time serves right because i'm i've been married like um 13 years but i don't go by that because we're like how long you been married right. 13 years but i go by time served like a prison sentence i've been in, <laughs> in i've been in for 21 years i could have killed somebody and got out already and started my new life okay so we've been around each other like we don't she's heard everything she doesn't i don't all my jokes to her suck so like, <laughs> she's like get some new material and uh i'm like okay well let me go out here and try to find some um but she doesn't we don't need each other around like i know this is gonna sound like super negative but once we get to we're with the kids when we're together and we're with the kids and then at the end she's like go do you i'm i'm good i'm like okay so i always tell people i hate when i feel bad for couples that are like have to do everything together because mm-hmm. then you get 21 years in and there's no stories because you did everything together. Yeah. Like just because right. Kristen runs, I don't need to run. You know, right. Those are her stories. You know, live your life. Tell me about the trails later. I'm going to go do my thing. And then we'll have our own conversations. Cause 
I don't know, you need new material. Chris, you brought up something talking about space in the garage. That's something I think people struggle for too, is like the bartering of space. You only have so many square foot in your home. So, you know, how do you tell somebody, all right, honey, you can't park in the garage for the next three weeks because I'm painting something or I'm building something and I need that bay that you were parking in. Uh, for us, it was, this was Kristen's gym on one half and my shop was on the other half. And eventually we got to a point where I said, look, I will give up. You know, she said in the earlier segment, we don't have a dining room table because we were like, look, these rooms, we will remove their traditional uses and this will now be your gym and your office in the house. But I'm taking the other half of the outside space because I need more workshop space. And that's just you know, what it was. So we don't have a dining room anymore. Um, so, you know, space and bartering for space. Do y'all have any stories where, you know, y'all had to kind of negotiate for space? So like the negotiation I did was like the house is hers. I need an office because that's for the business, mm -hmm. like my packing and shipping and all that stuff. I don't want it in a dirty workshop. I want that to be clean space. So I was like, I need an office. And then she was like, okay, well with the office, that means all of your stuff goes in there too. So like, <laughs> I, if you guys walk around, you've been to my house, yeah. there's yeah. nothing of mine anywhere in this house except for my office. And it's a beautiful house. I mean, you got to give her credit. She's except got some great office. taste. It's, it sucks. It, the house <laughs> is true. beautifully decorated and beautifully done. So, I mean, I'm on team Jamie on this one. No. And I, I don't want anything <laughs> to do with this house. Like I don't want to be in here. I don't want to, clean it. I don't want, you know, like I don't have any interest in it, but she's like, she's supportive of, uh, you know, she's like, whatever you got going on out there is fine with me. And I think that's the key. Like, you know, I'm willing to give up this part. She's willing to give up that part. And that's part of being supportive. Yeah. And that's one thing too, like, as I'm trying to, now that we've built a shop, my goal was either, okay, I'm either going to try to like push and make something out of content creation and projects and stuff like that. So that's where I appreciate the fact that Marvin is supportive and he understands that, okay, I'm not going to necessarily go into the shop, spend three hours, build a project and be done. I'm going to go into the shop, spend an hour of contemplation, spend 15 minutes starting to set things up and then have to set up my camera and then do the, you know, and then it takes me eight hours to do something that should have taken me an hour or two. But since I'm, you know, trying to continually post throughout the day, my progress, you know, I mean, there's just so much more involved For whenever sure. you're trying to do content creation that if you do have a spouse or significant other, cause that's like when I was doing my fraudulent Friday recording the other night, I had my inmate t-shirt on. Well, normally for my text tip Tuesdays and my fraudulent Friday, I just film my, I put my, my um, little, Put my phone up on the tripod and I just film myself and I can, you know, do that all myself. But since my shirt had inmate on it, I couldn't see myself on the camera. All right. In order to film it. And I was doing green screen because I had, you know, Heidi Fleiss over my shoulder. Right. So I needed someone to actually operate the camera. And so thankfully, Marvin, he's always helpful and always willing to, you know, to do that kind of stuff. So I had to have somebody else do that because otherwise I wasn't going to be able to film it, you know, like I did anyway. So I think that's really important for that person, for your significant person to understand where you're coming from and what your goals are. And then also accept the fact that 
those are not necessarily their goals. So right. we have to, you know, be supportive on the flip side. If they're, you know, if something else or it is, if this is not a priority for them, that's okay. You know, True. Just, we have to just be supportive on both sides. Yeah. That's what's great. If they're truly so like, this is how you know, right? So you guys asked me to send you some photos, some headshots when we first started the podcast because we needed headshots. So I was like, I told Jamie, I was like, I have an idea and I want to take some pictures and I need you to take the pictures. And she's like, why do I need to take the pictures? I'm like, because I, I need I need you to be able to see what's in frame. And so that's when I take the, took those tasteful nudes and sent them to you guys. I look for that <laughs> photo like, all the time. I can't remember what folder I saved it in. <laughs> and she's like, I can't believe that I am taking these photos for you to send it to a man in Houston and a married woman in Missouri. <laughs> but she wasn't married at the time. Oh, that's true. But she's like, oh, that's uh, true. <laughs> that's <laughs> she's true. like, she's like, you know, some some uh, decisions have consequences, and this is part of the one I made 19 years ago. <laughs> But that's good. I mean, you know, thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, please give us a review and subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. So reach out to us on Instagram at Making Our Way Podcast. You can find all of our latest individual content on Instagram or YouTube. Austin is at a high caliber craftsman. Dean is at Dean underscore Duplantis. And I'm at Twisted Twine Woodworking. Thanks again, friends.